This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris and is a Strange and Unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L.com. Thank you. Greetings, listeners, and once again, welcome to a spine-tingling episode of Friend of the Family. As you have no doubt gathered from Alice's adventures... Pardon who? Don't worry about it. As I was saying, the role of the hunter has had a long-standing tradition in the Belford family. While the role remains much the same across the ages, each hunter has notably gone about their role in vastly different ways with consequences that affect those who come after. So today, we are going to go back to see just how one set of events from the past will one day cause problems for Alice. What on earth are you going on about? Have you finally gone mad? The year 1953. A time of hot rods and malts. What other year would it be? Oh, God, are you doing that thing where you're from sometime else? Of drive-ins and greased hair. I cannot stand it when you do the thing. And of course, summer romance. Fine, ignore me. Have it your way. And with the scene set, we join the matriarch of the Belford clan, Marjorie Belford, awaiting the current hunter and Asmodeus to tell them of their next thrilling encounter. Enter. Hey, how's it shaking, Aunt Megs? Colin Belford, the current day hunter, and hailed amongst the family as the most unlikable hunter in several generations. Ah, Colin, you're late as usual. (laughs) Well, I can't go in the battle without a little R&R. I need to have my senses ready for whatever darkness I need to put my sword through. And yet you've neglected to bring Asmodeus with you. Colin's grin began to show signs of distress. Listen, Aunt Megs, can I level with you? This vampire guy, can I just leave him at home? I mean, you seem to like him. Why don't you keep him to yourself this mission? I'm sure you and him could do whatever it is you do. Nonsense. You aren't the hunter without Asmodeus, so where is he, Colin? Colin? Marjorie! He said I couldn't come inside. I'm bored out here. Colin, you let Asmodeus in this instant. As you can hear, dear listeners, Colin is a very different hunter from Alice. More of a whiny jerk. Downstairs, Asmodeus is surprisingly and suspiciously at ease with this slight from the hunter. Why should I be upset? I quite like him. Dare I ask why? Oh, it's quite simple, really. He makes me look good-natured by comparison. Do you know how much easier it is to pick up women with this guy around? All right, Fangboy, come on in. Stop getting in the way with the ladies. Ugh. With that unpleasantness out of the way, Asmodeus joins Colin and Marjorie in the office where she reveals the special assignment. Now then, today's assignment is rather delicate, so I expect absolute discretion from you, Colin. There have been a number of murders surrounding the high school in town. The police are baffled because each increasingly gruesome murder is clearly a poor imitation of an accident. They are all without a doubt premeditated. 
However, common logic would make them impossible to set up. And there is so far only one survivor in each catastrophe. What have the survivors said? Survivor. There is one young man who has witnessed all five incidents. He has escaped each unscathed unlike any other victim. So he is responsible? By all accounts, he is completely normal. Indeed, a below-average young man, if not slightly charming in a benign sort of way. That all? Easy peasy. Let me at him. I'll slay whatever monster or ghoul we stand against. There is a little more to this mission than usual. You will be investigating the happenings while simultaneously protecting a very important member of the family, my son, who attends the school. You may want to contact him upon your arrival. Do I have... Immediately upon arrival. Man, I haven't seen that little snot. Colin paused as he witnessed a very stern look from Marjorie across the desk, as she began to file her nails with a very sharp-looking nail file. <clears throat> what I meant to say is, your little guy is in good hands. See that he is. You don't want to find out what will happen to you if you endanger one hair on his head, Colin. Don't worry, my dear Marjorie. I'll see to it that we take extra special care of young Lawrence under today's circumstances. I can always count on you, Asmodeus. When you return, I'll make sure you are properly rewarded. Ooh, can I be rewarded to Aunt Megs? My heavens, no. Don't be lewd, Colin. Just get the job done and quickly. She means we're going to have sex. What? And now that Colin's psyche has been thoroughly shattered, we move to Lakedale High School, home of the fighting wombats and the best burgers in town. The best burgers in town are from Joe's Diner. A fact which carries over even to Alice's day. It is in this particular diner that we find several of Lakedale's more well-known students engaged in conversation. At the head of the conversation is the school's most popular and well-known youngster, Alvin Anderson. He now sits with an enormous weight on his shoulders, a real Gordian knot dilemma for any teenager in his position. The question, who is he taking to the fall solstice dance this Friday? So you guys want to get some burgers? Man, Sputnik, aren't you tired of burgers? Tired? I just had a nap. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Who Alvin is taking to the dance this Friday? <laughs> Even if there's no question about that. <laughs> Alvin can make up his own mind, Valerie. Alvin gets to choose, and I'm sure he'll go with who he has the best chemistry with. We get chemistry together. Girls, come on. I'm still deciding. Good grief. I don't want to break anyone's heart here. Aww. Obviously, you should just skip the dance altogether and come eat some delicious burgers with your best buddy here. That way, no one's feelings are hurt. Sorry, buddy, but I don't think I can do that. Yeah, Alvin isn't passing up an evening with a knockout like me to eat some greasy Joe's burgers with you. Trust me. Daddy said he'd pay for everything to make my night magical. What makes you think he's gonna pick you? Just because your family's wealthy. I beg your pardon. My family's extremely wealthy. And why would he go for a burger when he can go for filet mignon? Hey, leave the burgers out of there. Shut, Shut up, Sputnik! Maybe he just wants a meal that everyone else hasn't gotten free samples of. <gasps> <clears throat> From the edge of the table, the... Protagonists, for lack of a better word, 
of the story arrived just in time to save poor Alvin from his tricky situation. Please, any man in his position enjoys every moment of it. He should bang them both and be done with it, possibly together. <gasps> See, the blonde didn't gasp. Not every person runs on the same defunct moral compass that you seem to. What, common sense? Pity. See, this guy gets it. Well, it's always nice to see new people in Lakedale. What can I do for you? Hey, you guys don't happen to know a shrimp by the name of Lawrence Belford, do you? Lawrence Belford? Hmm, I don't think I know one of them, and I know pretty much everyone around here. Or, everyone seems to know me. <laughs> Why the fuck are they laughing? He could mean Lawless. I think I heard the teachers call him that in class a few times. Lawless? Oh, that's rich. If that's him, he's probably hanging out at Derek's garage, a couple of blocks from here. Huh. Could one of you charming ladies show a handsome guy like me the way? Colin gave the pair of girls his most charming smile. It was less charming and more slimy and off-putting, actually. Ew, no. I, I think we're fine here with Alvin. Sorry, fellas. I'm sure you can find your own way if you stick to the main street. No, no. Aw, oh, ladies, you don't want to hang out with a wet rag like him. Come with me, and I'll give you gals some adventure you could cling to me during all close-like. Colin felt a sudden chill surge directly down his spine after the quartet turned to look at him, all simultaneously. For a moment, it was almost like Colin could feel their eyes gazing at his soul, judging him. He gave a look to Asmodeus, raising a brow sharply as they turned and left the diner. Their reaction is not uncommon for those around Colin, but usually not this severe and curse-like. Yeah, real creepy. Hey! Anyways, at the center of it was that red-haired kid. What's he got that I don't? Charisma. Very funny, Fangs. I'm sort of thinking there was something odd about that bunch, though. Never been looked at like that. You just haven't been paying attention. Let's just go find Lawless. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a barrel of laughs. And so our protagonists head to the local garage to look around for the young Belford. After several moments, the pair come upon a pair of boots and jeans working under a car. Colin taps the hood, and from underneath the vehicle rolls this era's equivalent of a no-good punk. You're going to have to give me a moment here. This is complex stuff. Say, sorry to bother you. You know a little snot-nose named Lawrence? Think he might be calling himself Lawless now or something? Who's asking? Listen, punk. At that moment, the young ne'er-do-well stood. His full height dwarfed the five-foot-two hunter. He leaned slightly over Colin with his hands on his hips. I'm gonna need you to speak up there, pally. Hey, back off, you big moose. Uh, Asmodeus, show this chump the druthers. Oh, no, thank you. You two can handle this. What do you want, small fry? Colin recoiled slightly as the greaser stared him down, with a flourish of his finely maintained pompadour bouncing ever so slightly. Lawrence pulled out a comb and groomed. Using one hand, he shaped his look, held aloft by a thick layer of hair grease. Now I asked you, what do you want? Start talking or cut out. Oh, uh, oh, this is just too much fun. They got you working with a real wet rag, Asmodeus. Now, what's my old lady want? Ask your cousin. I simply love the way his eyes bug out when you glare at him. 
Your little Lawrence? Everybody calls me Lawless now. That's a... Colin reconsidered his opinion as Lawrence took hold of a rather threatening tool he didn't recognize. For those curious, the tool was a wrench. That's real keen. (laughs) So, Lawless, we're looking into these crazy murders in town. You hip? Do not use the slang. (sighs) You heard anything? Yeah, heard something. Saw something. This guy in his shop was crushed under a giant cheeseburger. Two off-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions, pickles on a sesame seed bun. Of death. Of death? I seen it. He was a good man. Went before his time. We were working on this machine together. Chevy V8, cherry red, white walls, the whole nine yards. That Anderson guy was the only one there. Great. I got this. Asmodeus, I order you to watch Lawrence here. Lawless. Yeah, him. Watch him when I go back and look for Anderson. Can you handle that? I can handle myself. Honestly, I would prefer the company. If you start dying, please try to scream quite loud. (laughs) you wish. I really do. And with that, Colin left in search of the one boy who could solve this mystery. So how long were you going to let that guy put his foot in his mouth? For as long as it was funny. Please, I've known you were going by Lawless since before the first time you tried sneaking into the manor after dark. You should know I never miss my stories. Those violent horror shows that show after midnight? The same. Do you think he can handle this on his own? I haven't a clue. More importantly, let's show your Uncle Asmodeus where the comely young women in this community like to be. Having secured Marjorie's son, Lawrence, Colin returns to the burger joint looking for Alvin and his burger-loving friends. So how's about it, gang? Should we start a band? What would we call ourselves? The Alvins. That doesn't make any sense. You're Alvin. Yeah, Alvin and the Alvins. I don't get it. Like we're all Alvins? You don't like it? It's like we get to be a part of you. Yeah, I get to be the biggest piece of him. You can't just claim a person as real estate. Oh, Daddy says I can. Or have a part of you inside us. Yeah, a part of him inside. Wait, what? Uh, I hate to interrupt this, uh, whatever this is. Oh, hey, it's our new friend from before. You find that Lawrence guy? Eh, never mind him. I'm actually looking for you. Isn't everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that is seriously spooky. Yeah, well, there have been quite a few odd events surrounding you. Isn't that every- No, 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 not like that. Then what do you mean, stranger? I think you have something to do with all the murders that's going on in this place. I think you're dabbling dark arts against anyone who doesn't buy into your everybody-loves-you fantasy. But those were just unfortunate accidents. Hey, you leave Alvin alone. He hasn't done anything. Except be adorable. Not now. Come on, gang. This guy is just trying to do his job. Let's hear him out. Or we could go for a ride in your jalopy. That sounds swell. What do you say, gang? Yay! With no more pause than they would give a change on the jukebox, Alvin and his friends left the burger place in a straight line, one after the other, after Alvin. Everyone, that is. Except the crown burger connoisseur. Sputnik, right? That's right! It's me, Sputnik! Alvin's best friend. The one who loves him the most. Uh, was that supposed to be as creepy as it came across? You don't know how much I love Alvin. I just want him to know how much. 
but those girls are always getting in the way. And all those people, they don't understand that we belong together forever. Can I stop you there? I just want to want to eat them up to grind them into grade A for Alvin Chuck and make the most adorable hamburger. Not the direction I thought you were going. Special sauce. Ladies and gentlemen, I yet again apologize for the entire episode. And now you want to take Alvin away from me. Arcane energies swirled around the room. The lights flashed and ball lightning blasted apart the cheap vinyl boots. The very walls quaked in protest to the sheer dark power manifesting from Sputnik. Wait, you're the witch. Seriously? As soon as my power reaches over a few thousand, I'll be able to conjure the most delicious of death sentences and crush your bones beneath. The still-charging Sputnik is cut off as Colin rushes forward, stabbing him through the heart with his sword, which does not require charging of any kind. The power blinks off like a switch as the gangly teen falls to his knees. Huh, well that was easy. I knew it was him the entire time. No. No, he didn't. My only regret is that I won't be able to consume- Please, don't go into that again. Those fry-stealing witches will have Alvin all to themselves. I'm sorry I couldn't save you from them, old pal. Old friend. Wait, did he mean literal witches? Yes, literal witches with arcane power are fine for my old chum's affection tonight at the dance. Okay. Damn. How do I get to the school? Oh, that's easy. Just go down the main street and hang a ride at the mall shop. Meanwhile, after a visit to the parents of Lawrence's deceased friend, he finds he is now the melancholy, but proud, owner of... A fine automobile. It will get you much action. It is a thing of rare beauty. Indeed. With this vehicle, you really must take me somewhere with ladies. Many ladies. Let's hit the dance! With the roar of the vehicle, all three rush to the climax of our story, the fall solstice dance. Just as they arrive, there is a resounding... And it would appear that hell has come to Lakedale. Mystical bolts of energy and magical levitated wreckage abound. Horrified teenagers run screaming. And in the center of it all are two familiar faces. God, Daisy, I hate you. And you're poor. But I'm not some stupid small rich girl. Yeah, you're poor. Girls, girls, come on. We're all friends. You two are best friends when you aren't fighting over me. You're closer than sisters when you aren't fighting over me. Colin arrives on the scene taken aback by the carnage. It looks like I'm late to the party. (laughs) No, do not encourage him. Hi, new friends. Sorry, we're having a little bit of a tiff. Don't judge them too harshly. They're really nice. God, Daisy, stop being such a bitch and just die. I'll eat your face. The two girls fire purple and green energy, liquid flame, and various other elemental magics at each other, missing every time, and destroying more and more property in the process. Alvin, this is your fault. They're all using dark magics to win you. That's sort of sweet in a way. No, it isn't. It's really horrible, actually. Aw, we're all just a bunch of good-natured all-American teens. A little mixed up, but we mean well. I'll wear your skin! You couldn't afford my skin! 
Come on, everybody. Let's all go back to being friends. You know, maybe what I did did mess things up, but you know what else? I think I learned a little something here, too. For some reason, everyone stopped and listened. I learned that just because you want acceptance and friendship doesn't mean you should talk to a scary old woman who lives in the woods and ask her to make you a talisman of friendship, because that friendship isn't real. But I like to think that it's become real. No, it hasn't. It's that stupid sweater. He uses magic. I knew it the whole time. No, he didn't. Wait, is everybody in this goddamn school a witch? Show of hands. Nearly every student left in the gymnasium raised their hands sheepishly. There was but one lone exception. What about her? Samantha practices Wicca. That's not even a thing. A reprehensible plot hatches in Colin's mind. What if, he thinks, that talisman were to fall into his hands? Asmodeus, take Lawrence outside and protect him. I'll take care of Alvin and the Alvins. He got my friend killed! I'm going to take that twerp apart! If you get too close, you'll fall under his spell, too. You cannot possibly know that. What about you? It's okay. I've got a plan. I can kill him. I mean, it does not affect me. No, because... It... Shut up. I'll do it. I need you to trap everyone in here. Once you're outside, get ready to burn this place to the ground. I'll give you a signal from when you gotta do it. Now go! I'll save everyone. Sure, okay. As an order from the hunter of the Belford clan, Asmodeus is compelled by mystical forces to swoop up Lawrence and escape the building. Now, all I gotta do is take that talisman from Alvin and everyone will love me. He's going after Alvin! We need to work together so only we can have Alvin. Aw, you guys are friends. As Colin rushed into battle, outside, Asmodeus and Lawrence were gathering kerosene jugs and dousing the side and exits to the gymnasium. Isn't this, uh... Overkill. It is thorough. And I still get to kill, so I am fine with it. So, what's the signal anyways? I'm not the foggiest. I'm sure it'll be obvious. Inside, the hunter is floating midair, each ankle gripped by two opposing dark energies. <laughs> Make a wish. I wish you'll die and Alvin and I'll get married and have babies. Well, I wish I marry Alvin and eat your babies. Ah! Colin, are you okay? Do you need me? Yes! Uh, Asmodeus! Really? Like right now? You want me to help now? Yes! Now, damn it, help me! Huge screaming fireballs tear through the exits. Almost immediately, the heat is blinding and flames lick the ceiling. Asmodeus! Outside, Asmodeus and Lawrence look at their handiwork. You have come a long way from your childhood fascination with burning things. You're quite adept at arson now. That... That did go up really fast. Uh, are you sure that was the sign? Certainly. What else could it be? He said he needed my help, didn't he? Yes, but, uh... Asmodeus, come get me! The fire burns! Ah, I owe you a soda pop. Bring the car around, won't you? Asmodeus, with incredible vampire speed, races into the building, scoops up the partially charred Cullen, and gets him outside to safety. I... I... I called you... Well, as we had not agreed on a sign, I had to assume... Miraculously, Alvin jumps through a window, flames clinging to his back as he rustles his letterman sweater off his body. It burns an ethereal green flame, revealing its true origins. Oh, crackers. Better get Fire Chief Stanley out here to see if we... Ooh, ooh, that was 
wow, he 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 just went everywhere. It, like everywhere. So Lawrence has returned his car the worse for wear, and now in desperate need of a wash. A good scrub will be in order. We are certain he was evil, correct? Barry, you're fine. Everything. It it hurts. Oh, did you want a soda pop too? Days later, the matriarch of the Belford family returns from her visit to the Hunter's hospital room. She finds her son, Anasmodius, watching television. So how is the Hunter faring? Well, he is alive. A little less brash. A lot less hot-headed. Ha! <laughs> oh, you. Well, I'm, uh... Well, I'm glad he's doing well. I'm gonna go take a ride in my wheels. I finally got that smell out of the car. Actually, Lawrence, there is something I need to discuss with you. Between your cousin's hospital bills, the damages to Joe's diner, the school, and the hush money to the community, the family actually went rather over budget on this endeavor. Well, we can just do what we- No, Lawrence. I'm afraid we're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to keep afloat, so... I'm going to need you to take that new car of yours down to the lot and get as much for it as you can. But Ma, that's my ride! I didn't have anything to do with this whole mess. Well, not much, anyway. Be that as it may, Lawrence, you are a member of this family, and it is our sacred duty to make sacrifices to aid the hunter and his work, even when he gets a little careless. When you're older, maybe you'll understand. And at that moment... Something broke deep within Lawrence's heart. The carelessness of the hunter had cost him in a way his youth. The hunter's reckless disregard for overspending had taken Lawrence's car. No, mother. When I'm older, I will make sure this family never wastes a single cent. And so, listeners, I would like to thank you for joining me on this trip down memory lane. No doubt you have seen how we can learn from the past to better understand the future. So good night, and remember to save those pennies. Hey listeners, thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us on uh, Tumblr and like us on Facebook and subscribe to iTunes and review us there too. I'm not sure what any of those things are, but uh, just do it from what I'm told. Also, if you want more information, go to www.strangeandunusual.com on whatever you do that on. So thanks for listening.